It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi there, hi there, hi there. Welcome to the Utah <laughs> Fuck Report. I'm Jay Stevens, and with me, as always... Hey, it's Gary Michaels right here. How are you? As most of the time. Yeah. Maybe not always. <laughs> yeah, not always. Whenever we can get him, we're always glad to have Gary in the studio with yeah, us. man, I always love this. Yeah, it's good times, man. It's uh, it's good to have somebody else in the building that wants to talk about hockey and, and uh, plays hockey. Yes. And uh, today, <laughs> uh, special guest, we've got... Uh, this is... I've known this has been going on for a while, but it's kind of awesome, and I, I think a lot of people don't know. Uh, Dallin, is it Stahili? Uh, Staley. St- oh, well, that's pretty simple. Why did I get it all? Why did I church it up? <laughs> You're nervous, man. All right. Uh, Dallin no, Staley. No. I, I meant to ask you that that's before. Right. All right. So, Dallin, uh, I don't know how many people know. You guys have gotten some coverage, and you've got a website, but you are kind of the driving force behind hockey in Cedar City, Utah. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, yep. <laughs> so, t- tell me a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? So, I'm from Cedar City, Utah. Uh, lived here most of my life, except for just a little bit of time in a few other places. But, yeah, mostly just a Cedar City guy. So, how did you get into hockey? Um, kind of just boredom one winter. Uh, I, I didn't grow up playing hockey. Uh, didn't grow up watching hockey, not really interested in hockey at all. Um, I grew up as a, just a farm boy here in Cedar City, and uh, one winter uh, while I was in college, me and a couple of my brothers and a few of our friends decided we needed something to do in the winter, so uh, we just decided to try playing hockey out on the irrigation ponds here on our farm, and uh, looked like total idiots doing it, but <laughs> fell in love with it. So. How, how old were you? <laughs> um, I was probably 21, 22, somewhere in there. Wow. I've, been yeah, playing, I've just, been playing for 30 years, and I still look like an idiot every time I right, go out. Me so. too. Welcome, yeah. to, that's, <laughs> welcome to hockey. I started at 27. Yeah. <laughs> so there is no yeah. age limit. Okay, so you guys just, uh, you just started playing on the irrigation canals, and then eventually you turned it into... There was like, was it a pond or how or how did you get the first rink out there? <clears throat> yeah, so so we started on a on a pond that just naturally froze. Um, pretty good sized pond. It was about a three acre pond. So uh, we decided that was a little too far to be chasing our pucks and our rocks around on. <laughs> so um, we decided we'd we'd do something that had sides on it. And so we, we got some, some little hay bales. We made kind of an oval out of hay bales and put a plastic liner in the bottom and put two or three inches of water in there and let that freeze up. So I guess you could say that was the first ever ice rink in Cedar City was our little hay bale lined rink. Um, and from there, uh, that kind of scattered hay all over the ice. So that wasn't the best thing either. So we decided 
decided the next year that we'd spend a little time making dasher boards out of plywood and two by fours. So uh, we built a built a whole dasher board system out of plywood and two by fours. It was about a fifty by one hundred and ten foot little rink that we did there in the haystack yard, and uh, did that for a couple of years. So. There was never really any intention of doing a a rink that was open to the public, but it just kind of happened, I guess. So people just kind of started coming out of the the woodwork, or I guess in your case, the woods? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was just for us, you know, me and my brothers and a couple friends, and before we knew it, who knew, but there was quite a few people in Cedar City that had played hockey in other places, and we're dying to do it, even if it was just in the stackyard of a farm. So, yeah, it didn't take too long before we had a pretty good group of about 30 guys that were coming out every weekend and would have a Saturday morning hockey game out there. Wow. And uh, So what year was this? What, what year was this initial stuff going on? Oh, this would have had to have been eight or nine years ago, so probably 2010, 11, okay. somewhere in there. Wow, that's cool. Man, you guys have made a lot of progress. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> All right, so you guys, yeah, you, so. you start out, you have just people showing up for a Saturday game. When do you start thinking about maybe making this a, a more permanent thing? Yeah, so we did we did that little rink with the, with the plywood. We did that for two years. And uh, the second year that we had it, um, there was another group in town, so... While we were kind of doing our thing, totally unaware of anything else that was going on, there was also a group in St. George that that had uh, got a, a temporary ice rink set up, and they did that for a couple of years. And there's a few people here in town in Cedar City that were involved with that. Um, and when that went away in St. George, they were really disappointed, but they were happy to learn that we had our little ice rink there in Cedar. So... Um, they started coming out to play, and, and we got talking, and kind of between the two of us is, is how we kind of decided there's enough interest. We need, a, we need a look and see if there's a way that we can do something that's more accommodating to the public and that could be a little more official than what we have. We had tons of just groups of kids that wanted to come for birthday parties or church groups or all kinds of people that were wanting to come use it, but just really not a good way to accommodate him so that's what kind of got us thinking that we we should look for something a little bigger and better see if there wasn't a way to do it um so then you guys uh, kind of turned to the community yeah yeah we we turned to the community turned to the city so cedar city has a, a rat tax um that's that's used for recreational things and uh, it could be awarded to nonprofit groups, so we we set up a nonprofit group uh, to to kind of spearhead the effort and did some pretty good petitioning to the city and somehow convinced them to give us almost a hundred thousand dollars to get us started. Wow! Um, and then the family business that I'm involved in was blessed enough, I guess, to have enough funds that. We could fund about a hundred thousand of the of the initial investment too, and somehow everything just kind of came together. I mean, to to do even what we did then 
on a two hundred thousand dollar budget was pretty darn pretty darn amazing. So that uh, that two hundred thousand dollars births what we call the glacier now, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So yeah, we we came across a used set of equipment. Actually it was the same same refrigeration system and stuff that that had been in St. George several years earlier and had had been sold off to another group in Grand Junction and then we got it from them so that all kind of worked out um had a set a nice set of dasher boards that we got uh from Park City on an auction for 1200 bucks oh wow and, uh, nice <laughs> we built we built the whole the whole uh ice mat the whole tubing system for the floor I uh, built that all by hand out of two, out of uh, PVC pipe and drip line tubing, hose barbs. So about over 21 miles of of drip line tubing, we drilled holes, tapped holes, put the hose barbs in, and stretched all the lines across all by hand. Wow! So it, was, it was quite an effort to get that all put in. But how many people were how worked. many people were involved with your group at that point, doing all this labor of love? Um, there's probably a half a dozen of us that were, that were really closely involved. And then there's probably, you know, through all the process, we probably had uh, 20 people or so that, that would help here and there. Um, but just a small group of us that were really closely involved in it. Wow. So when does the Zamboni come in? (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So the Zamboni came as part of the, as part of the stuff we got from Grand Junction. So we got the refrigeration, the chiller, that kind of stuff from Grand Junction. Um, and then the Zamboni came with that. So so nice. we had just the necessities, and that's about it. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome, it work. It's like a dream come yeah. true, man. That's like, uh, yeah. I'm sure we've all, like every hockey player at some point has thought about, all right, where, where can I build my <laughs> rink? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, it's not without a lot of work, that's for sure. Yeah, it sounds like it. That's the part that we hope that we can just hire out. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, guys yeah. like me, I only I only own a screwdriver and a hammer, so oh, I'm not a, I'm not a rink building yeah. kind of guy. <laughs> I'm with you. I push buttons for a little. Yeah, life. I think I think I'd have hired out the next time too. <laughs> so that that rap tax, that's uh recreation arts and parks, is that what that is or what? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. that's right. I just wanted to make sure I knew what that was. And uh, all right, yeah. so you guys build the glacier. Where where does this end up going? How do you get this property that you put it on? Yeah, so that I mean that was just another part of the good fortune, I guess, of of the whole thing. So um, the city a few years earlier had built a new rec center, um, and really it was just a pool. So the city pool, um, and they had planned a second phase of the pool, which was supposed to be you know complete it into a rec center where there would be gyms and kind of a multi-use area um, but it hadn't been completed yet so there was a good a good spot that was already leveled it had it had power available to the site uh, we had to do a little bit of work and put in some lights and that kind of stuff but it was almost a turnkey site for us that the city agreed to let us move into um, so that's kind of how we that's kind of how we got the site. So it, it's right, uh, I would say attached, except for it's outside, but it's, it's connected to the city's rec center. So they allow us to use their restroom facilities and stuff, which really helped to just make it possible. 
Right. Yeah. So what size is the uh, the sheet of ice you guys are playing on now? Um, yeah, so the surface right now is uh, 170 feet long by 70 feet wide, so we're oh. a little bit short. Yeah, but not much. Full size rink, but it's 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 a decent size. I've, I've played college games on that size ice before, for sure. Really? Yeah, like I, yeah. I, at Weber, we I know that the first BYU rink was about that same size, and I know I think Stanford okay. was about that same size. Nice. Okay, and it makes for kind of a tight game, but yeah. it's fun. Better than the pond and chasing your pucks down the pond. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not any, it's not a three-acre pond, so that's good. <laughs> so, and that that all happened around 2013, where you guys got the permission to do that. You got it all built up. Yep, yep. It would have been seven years ago now that we were starting to put everything into that site. So, yep. So what? What kind of community involvement is it? Not involvement, but uh, like, what kind of games do you have going on? Do you have youth games? Do you have like, are there figure skaters out there wasting ice? I mean, out there with you as <laughs> on the ice as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, for what we have, so <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's an outdoor rink. It's kind of it's kind of patched together because it was low budget and a lot of volunteer stuff. So um, for what we have, it's a very full service rink, though for the for the three months that we do it. Um, so we have public skating sessions. We have learn to skate classes. Um, we have a youth, a youth hockey league. We have an adult hockey league. Um, we do private rentals. So, I mean, we do pretty much everything. It's a little hard for figure skaters to, to get very good because they only have three months they could practice. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> but... Yeah, I mean, we, we do the very best we can with what we've got. Wow, it sounds like you guys, I mean, the the turnaround is almost miraculous for you guys to go that quick. You have a quick? No, I was just yeah. going to say, yeah, I was, I was say that same thing. It's like, how, how crazy is that, that every, you know, you get a building and then it's kind of turnkey to go right in. Yeah, I mean, the luck, you keep saying luck. I mean, that's just amazing that you guys have been able to pull this off to the level that you have so far. Um, How many teams are in your adult league? Um, So last year we had eight teams and about 130 players. Um, This year I'm guessing that we'll have 10. I'm, I'm expecting about 150 players this year. Wow. And so... Yeah, so the adult league's really taken off. I mean, it, it's probably the funniest adult league you'll see anywhere in the country. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. I want to come out and watch, man. I, I, yeah. I, I've, I've, when we started talking about this, and I started looking at all the pictures online, and it's just, yeah. it looks so cool. I mean, it looks like a good time, yeah. and you guys have done such great work so far. Yeah, it's fun. We have a, in the adult league, we have a B league, and we have an A league, and there's Surprisingly, there's a lot of people in town that are that are really good hockey players. So I mean, it, it's decent competition in the A League, and the B League is just bumper cars. It's just hilarious. But <laughs> they just have a blast. I mean, it's guys. Half of the guys are playing for their first first time or second year, and um, just having a blast. So it's pretty cool. Now, have you guys uh, hosted any uh, tournaments? It seems like there was a was there a a college game or maybe a youth, a high-level youth game there? Uh, um, yeah, so two years ago, um, SUU here has has a pretty good 
little hockey club that they've got going the last couple of years. And they invited UVU to come down and play them down here in Cedar City. And so that might be what you're talking about. Yeah. But yeah, they lost like 18 to 1 or something. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty brutal. It was a rude awakening for them. And it was still a blast, though. So they had a good time. So. Well, can, yeah. can like the public, can they rent the ice, too? Like per hour type deal? Um, yeah, yeah. We actually do quite a bit of that. Um, through the winter especially you know morning time or whatever before the sun gets too warm but yeah there's a lot of groups that'll rent it out some of them will come and just do their own little pickup hockey games rent it out do that or just rent it out and come skate for fun um so yeah we do quite a bit of that that is so cool like i'm just i in the back of my mind i'm like i gotta we gotta set up a men's league tournament we gotta go i want to go i want to go play a whole weekend there and get yeah. down there bring all the guys out that looks just like i'm looking at your rink right now and it just looks like a blast and for the listeners yeah. that want to check it out so cedarcityglacier.com and yeah. has pictures of the whole thing like you when you guys are putting the piping in and all this stuff all the work and and just a glorious picture of a night just yeah. clean ice that just makes my mouth water it just <laughs> it really it does it's just yeah. it's beautiful so all right you've made all this progress and now you guys have big plans tell me about what's going on now yeah so i guess some of the challenges that we have here at the the current facility is just, you know, you said you'd want to come play a men's league tournament. You'd come down here and you'd have to get changed out in the cold and <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. whatever because we, we don't have locker rooms. We don't have a lot of the facilities we need to really do anything like tournaments or, or that kind of stuff. So um, with the success and just the interest that there is in Cedar City and just the surrounding area, it's really a need if we're going to keep keep going, keep growing. We need a better facility that's got that's got a lobby where people can go stay warm if they're if they're not out on the ice at locker rooms and has a roof over the ice so that the snow and the rain and all of the weather things we deal with aren't such a challenge. So um so yeah, we've been something we've been working on for a few years trying to figure out what what should we do and what can we do? Um, so last year we ha- we hired a, a consultant to come out and just do a feasibility study for us, kind of look at what we're doing. Uh, she came and interviewed dozens of people from the community, just anyone and everyone that could have an interest in it, um, and just kind of helped us put together a plan for for what we should do and, and a facility that would be feasible. So. Um, I don't know. Have you seen the pictures of of the new design of the facility? Yeah, or? yeah. Those are we, we were checking those out too. Yeah. So the plan is to still keep it a nonprofit facility, so it, it won't be city run or county run. It'll still be be run by our nonprofit. And uh, so the design of the facility has is basically designed to eliminate all of the challenges that we face right now to to shelter the ice shelter the customers from the from the elements um we've got all the locker room facilities that we would need to host tournaments and that kind of stuff and uh it's interesting that you guys still have like an open wall yeah and that's something that we went 
we went back and forth on that quite a bit, whether whether we wanted to do a, do fully enclosed or whether we wanted to still kind of keep that that outdoor element that we currently have and um, and the the board of our nonprofit as we kind of weighed the the best options. We thought that keeping that open feel would would still be a good thing. It'd give us a certain uh, niche, I guess, <laughs> in the in the world of ice rinks. Yeah. Um, but the way that it's designed, everything is still sheltered enough that we shouldn't be battling weather or anything like that. And uh, does that make it? I guess so it's, we, can you keep it open year round that way? No, no, we won't okay. be able to keep right. it open with ice year round. But as we kind of went out, we researched a lot of different ice rinks, and you know, the the first thing you hear if you start talking ice rinks is get ready to lose a whole bunch of money. Yeah. <laughs> so, dang it, which is which is something that we just can't do where we're not a city that can just tax people and pay for it. Um. So we really had to come up with a plan that could be self-sustaining, too. So as we went around and visited a lot of different ice rinks, saw different different facilities, you know, it's just a theme that ice rinks are not busy in the summer. It's not the high-income time of year, and it's the expensive time of year to oh, yeah. keep the ice frozen. And so we found a few good examples of facilities that are similar to what we want to do um, that actually do well financially, too. So our plan is to have ice from October through March, so that will essentially be the the skating and the hockey season. We'll have ice throughout that whole time. And then uh, April through September, um, we'll just we'll melt the ice, we'll put in a sport court, and we can still do... Um, all kinds of skating activities on roller skates, so we can still do roller hockey, and public skating sessions on roller skates, all that kind of stuff. Um, but then it gives us all kinds of other diversity that we could offer too, as far as programming through the summer, just to just to keep, a, I guess, a, a stronger business model in the summer and have a, a lot lower operating cost. So yeah, that's actually that's that's- kind of. I was going to say that's perfect because, like, I started out playing roller hockey, you know, so it was always fun to go to the roller rink and play and then go play some ice. Different, yeah. Pretty different. And, and we're so limited in Utah. Like, we're limited on ice, but we're definitely limited on roller hockey oh my gosh, opportunities. Yeah. And they're, the guys yeah. the, the guys that do play, they're always looking for a turn. They're always posting about going to, like, like Wyoming or wherever to play roller hockey. So, of course, they'll go to Cedar City to play. Yeah. So yeah. Cedar City's gorgeous. Yeah, and I think. Yeah, and I think the way it's set up, I mean, you could see if you looked at those renderings, like it still has an awesome view of the mountains to the east of Cedar City and just a really good view. It's kind of up on a hill. Yeah, and summer or winter, just that, that open atmosphere we think will be more inviting than just being inside. There's, uh, there's just kind of something special about the outdoor environment, I yeah. guess. So. Yeah, it's cool. It kind of reminds me, have you seen um, Sun Valley's rink? Sun Valley has kind of a similar one side, uh, one side yeah, open deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We looked into that one a little bit, and uh, Bend, Oregon. I don't know if you've seen the the ice rink in Bend, Oregon, but that's one that we looked into quite a bit too. Yeah, yeah that's cool. So, uh, so yeah. you guys have this the you have this future plan. What? How do we get from where we are now to making that a reality? 
Yeah, so the biggest thing right now is money. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course. Cha-ching. Cha-ching, cha-ching. So, um, yeah, we've worked pretty hard uh, with the city to to get a good uh, start on our fundraising. So Cedar City has committed about $2.5 million to the project. Um, the estimated complete cost of the of the facility is uh, 5.7 million. Okay. So with, with what the city's willing to put in, um, we're almost half the way there, uh, with, with their contribution. So we felt like that's something we really needed to even get our feet off the ground. And now that we've got that, um, we've been working with the County and the state a little bit, um, got the ball rolling there pretty good. Um, and we have some some good people here in town that are kind of helping advise us and help us a little bit on um, where else we could go for different funding opportunities. And uh, another another big part of how we plan to fully fund this is through just in kind donations. And uh, locally here, I mean, we've got a lot of great companies, you know, local to the Cedar City area that have pledged to donate materials or donate their services to, to getting the facility built. Um, so we think we've got about $800,000 worth of, of in-kind pledges at this point, and hopefully that could go up a little bit. Um, so I guess we're, we're trying to kind of attack it on every angle and really just approaching it as a, as a grassroots thing and trying to get as many people involved as we can um, to to reach our goal. So, so what do you do? You, can you do like uh, the group funding thing, like GoFundMe and, or one of those options, or do they take too much? I don't. I don't. I'm not sure how those work. But uh, are those things that you guys have looked into as well? Um, yeah. So that's just something that we're just getting rolling now. So, like I said, getting the city's uh, commitment was kind of our first step uh, to be able to say we think we can get there. <laughs> We didn't want to do a lot of public campaigns until we had the city's commitment, right. which we just recently got. So uh, things like GoFundMe and and kind of the crowdfunding is something that we're working on putting together a campaign for that right now. So within the next couple of weeks, we should we should have uh, a, a a crowdfunding campaign started too. Um, so. Yeah, we'll, and, we'll and need then, a lot of networking and sharing of our of our fundraiser there too as we oh, go yeah. forward with that. So. Well, we're definitely going to help with that. And then now I know with the St. George group, and I hope I'm not throwing out any secrets here, but I, I know St. George is still working on getting a rink, and I know uh, other rinks in the South, maybe not even in Utah, but in Las Vegas, have obviously reached out to the NHL and the Las Vegas Golden Knights. And I know that mm-hmm. their owner has been pretty receptive to those. Have you have you guys reached out to, to them as well? Um, yeah, we have a little bit. Um, we've got kind of, I'd say, kind of a, a budding relationship with them. Um, so yeah, we've had we've had several meetings with with some of the people with the Golden Knights, and I think that they're seeing more and more that we're serious about what we're doing, that we're making progress, which them a little more excited yeah um so the golden knights are currently involved in their own major multi-million dollar 
um, ice rink right now. They're building a new rink in Henderson. Um, and that's supposed to be done so next happen. next year, right? Um, I don't know the completion date. I I just know that they're getting rolling on it now. Oh, okay. So, Maybe that was what it was. Maybe anyway, it's two years out. So, yeah, so they they haven't been overly eager to just jump in with a with a pot of cash to help us out. Um, but they they seem ready, willing, and able to to help us out with with our programs and stuff once those get rolling and kind of bring us into their fold with their learn-to-play programs and, and those kinds of things. And um, when we, as we get further down the fundraising road, maybe they'll maybe they'll want to get involved in a little bigger way too that way. So, Who's, who's running uh, your rink, like day-to-day operation? Um, so we've got a nonprofit set up. So it's our board that's kind of the main governing body, um, but we we hire managers and employees and stuff to to do the daily operations, and um, I kind of oversee everything from the from the top level. You out there sharpening skates? Yeah. <laughs> uh, not most of the time, but it happens now and then. <laughs> most of the time, it's before an adult game, and everyone's like. I need my skates sharpened, and no one's there to do it, so I help them out. But <laughs> well, man, this this just looks awesome, Dallin. You guys have done just an amazing job, and I can't believe you go from just you know skating on a canal, skating on a pond, yeah. to to what you guys have been pulling off. It's just it's gorgeous, and it yeah. gets me so excited. And now I start thinking, you know, I, I'm at retirement age, and <laughs> I haven't known where I, I always. I'm from St. George, and that's some like. Raised in St. George until fifth grade, and that's what's weird as a hockey player is nobody nobody's from St. George. And I'm like, yeah, I could go back. Yeah. I could go back south because the only yeah. thing that's kept me away from St. George and in, in that area right now is that I play hockey three to five times a week, and if I didn't, I would go insane. Yeah. And now I've got yeah. I've got something here. I hear you. We got a lot of us going insane for nine months a year until we get hockey back every winter. Yeah. <laughs> Man, and, and roller hockey is is such a great substitute, and it's not even a substitute, man. I, when I was playing roller hockey, I was having a blast with roller hockey, almost at at the same level, and I'd play roller hockey twice a week yeah. and ice hockey twice a week, and I was yep. fine with both, and I was loving it. And it, it looks like yeah. you guys are just scratching all those itches, and there has to be, there there there've got to be Canadian or you know Eastern Americans that. Uh, I don't know if that is that a term, Eastern American. Anyway, there got to be Americans from the East Coast or whatever that have been born and bred in hockey that now live in that area somewhere and maybe are going to become angel investors once they know this is going on. There've got to be people out there that are, that are like, "Hey, there's hockey in Cedar City, and I need to throw some money at it and make it happen." Yeah. 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 I mean, that that's what we're hoping for, and I mean, it's interesting though because it's. Even if they're not hockey players, there really is a very good community support for this. I mean, most, like I mentioned, in-kind donations and things, very few of those are even hockey players, but they're just interested in the good of the community and things that are good for for the community and the kids and, and everything that's going on. So Yeah, and that's yeah. so cool to hear. I mean, that is, that's just... I love hearing that stuff. Yeah. That companies are willing to get behind it. Yeah, I. I mean, you know, we we know ice ice rinks are great in the community, and how many uh, you know, yeah. Salt Lake has gotten 
yeah. over the past since yeah. since the uh, the Olympics and stuff. And uh, it, it's not just all hockey and everything. It's there's you know like you said earlier, birthday parties and. All sorts of fun stuff you can do. Church, yeah. church groups get out of there and play broom ball, <laughs> right? All the time, yeah, and that's, that's right. I yeah. mean these bonding things. And you you create all these jobs yeah. and and uh, yeah. you know a place to gather and and eventually what would be awesome and I, I mean it could happen as soon as you got it's, it could happen soon is that SUU gets a team and that, now your community has something else they can go watch. They can go watch hockey. They can go watch SUU play BYU or Utah or you know. Teams that you don't oh, yeah. get in in your other sports that'll come out there in hockey. It's still it's ACHA or non varsity as we're calling it now, but it's those yeah. are those are fun games to watch, and that would yeah, be, be great for that community. Yeah, and that was something that was kind of fun when we when we were doing our pitch to the city. The the president of the of SUU's hockey club showed up with five or six letters from all of the other hockey programs in Utah, all of the other college clubs that said. They would come down as soon as we have a facility that's that's able to facilitate them. So that was that was kind of a cool thing. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's so cool, man. Well, uh, I appreciate you taking the time to come out and or you know uh, to to be on the show with us and 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 talk to us and tell us about what's going on. Uh, when we post this this podcast, when we put it up, we'll we'll put a link. We've got so cedarcityglacier.com. Is there is there another place people can go, or is it too early to say where we can find your crowdfunding link? Um, we don't have a link up yet, um, but if if anyone wanted to get involved in any way, they could either send send us a message just through our website there, or I could give you my email if, okay. if you want to put that up with it. Yeah, we will for sure. And then, do you guys have Facebook or Instagram and stuff like that? Um, yes. Yes, Facebook. We do have a Facebook page too. So okay, we'll put that on the post as well. Okay, okay, yeah, great. So, do you want me to just text you my email? Yeah, that'd be cool. And then I'll okay. I'll, I'll make sure that gets up. And then uh, anything else you want to tell people? I mean, here's here's your chance to throw your pitch out for if, if we've got some angel investor out there. How are you going to sink them in right now? <laughs> oh man, I'm I'm not the best salesman. But <laughs> don't mean to throw I mean, you on the spot, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to throw you on the spot. I mean, I, yeah. No, I mean, like I said a few times throughout this thing, is, uh, I mean, it, it's just a totally grassroots thing. It's a thing that's grown from a desire of the community to have it. And that was something that even the consultant that came to do our feasibility set, study just said, this thing will succeed because anything that grows this way is a grassroots thing and progresses you know, as the need develops, they always succeed in that case. And, I mean, it's it's just something that has such a broad appeal to the community, whether you're a hockey player or just someone looking for something to do with your kids or whatever. It's just such a good, wholesome and appealing thing that, you know, I, anyone who's interested in doing something good for people or for the community, I think this would be a good place to help out. Yeah, I agree yeah, with you 100%. No, no kidding, because there's, uh, you know, there's a couple of places here that want to add rinks, right? Yeah. And the community doesn't really want it. So if you got the community back, yeah. then that's good. I want you to think back to that day when you're putting your hay bales on your ice, on your on your sheet. I want. Did you ever think that you'd be where you are now? No. Oh, no. The, that, the, that an ice rink would consume your life. <laughs> 
the thought never crossed our mind. Yeah, it's crazy. That's but, so cool, man. Yeah, it really is cool. It is so cool. At this at this point, we have so many people depending on us to get us done that we have to do it. Absolutely, so, and we're and <laughs> failure's not an option. No pressure. Uh, Gary and yeah. I are, are going to do everything we can to help yeah. to help you guys succeed. We're gonna we're gonna post it and share it, and and hopefully that goes viral and and gets more more posts and shares, and uh, we'll just pump it. And there we've got a ton of people from Veg- the Vegas area that uh, that also you know listen to the podcast or are on my Facebook or whatever. So hopefully okay. they're awesome. we're gonna get all the people in the south on board here and and maybe somebody yeah. i don't know maybe somebody from right here is going to throw money at it and and get you guys up and going and and I'll probably reach out to you i think there's a way we can do this i think we can put together a little tournament yeah. whether it's a youth <laughs> hockey or whatever just throw a couple uh couple trailers up yeah. for dressing temporary trailers for dressing rooms sure. and we can make this yeah. happen yeah, yeah we can i've i've dressed in yeah. worse for tournaments for sure yeah. <laughs> so i i'd love yeah. to come out and play we're excited about it well Dallin, thanks so much for wow. coming on the show yeah, thank you guys. Yeah, man, thanks. We'll, Good luck with everything. Yeah, we'll definitely. Yeah, we'll definitely keep in touch. We're gonna keep everything going, and uh, we're gonna keep posting and updating and letting you know uh, what's going on with Cedar. We're, when we and there will be links to this so that you'll know how to get to it. And if you want to find out more, we're gonna do articles on it. You can find those at kslsports.com. That's also where you can find the podcast. Yes, right there in the little podcast. Absolutely. Link. I didn't know you were a writer, man. That's awesome. I'm not, man. It's just it's it's such a struggle. <laughs> I love hockey, but I can't write. But I, I've been trying. That's good. But anyway, uh, thanks for joining us, and that is the Utah Puck Report. Yeah.